Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era in streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about heading to Blockbuster, picking out a movie hand by hand, grabbing a cornetto in the checkout line, and heading home to watch it. Same. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, a failed actress and a twat, Sean Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? I did not call Diana a failed actress. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm a failed actress. Oh, yeah. He's a twat. I'm probably a twat. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Tattooed white trash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. All right. Tattooed with American trash. <sighs> well, boys, Yikes. let's just get into it. On today's episode, we dive into the first movie of the Cornetto trilogy. Yes. A movie nominated for three BAFTA awards, the best zombie movie ever made. Happy start of October and spooky season. We are, of course, talking about 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Best zombie movie. All right. Well, this damn, is my segment, okay? It's a very Ladies good movie. and gentlemen. <laughs> It's time for another nostalgic journey to the Best, past with the confused breakfast. Listen, Sean, <laughs> this is my segment. There's, and there's I just get so say, many more out there that I need to share. Everyone knows that what I say here is, you know, George A. Romero. Sean, this, my you, dawn you're going to have your segment. Night to just, of the living <laughs> I'm, I'm, not even, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to start the thing back up again. <laughs> if you are oh. new to this podcast, my friends, we're going to review, be reviewing Sean of the Dead scene by scene with a modern eye. But in order to properly do that, we must first discuss it. With pure nostalgia, I'm going to start with Sean this time. Sean, tell us the first time you saw this movie, what your nostalgic rating is was. I was in high school. I was consuming all of the horror movies that I could ever imagine. Return of the Living Dead, uh, especially zombie movies at the time. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, all of Romero stuff and everything in between and before. Um, And then this movie came out. And I saw it and I couldn't get enough of it. I laughed my ass off. Probably thought it was like the funniest movie I had ever seen at the time. 100%. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9.8. 9.8. AJ, what about you nostalgically on this <laughs> did movie? Did you just Sean? say 9.8? I did. Nostalgically. Wow. Uh, oh, wow. oh, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah no, so no, really, no. It actually, you can say whatever oh, number okay. you want. What I just said, just, you know, you it can actually check doesn't, it out. Doesn't no matter one cares. Um... I am really trying to think of the first time and first person who really showed this movie to me. Um, and I, I like it was so it was so hard to think of. Like I just remember pretty sure I just watched this in college. Um, and it, it, I'll be honest with you, it could have been Sean that said I need to watch this movie. I don't know, but I remember um, thanks, babe. Um, <laughs> I remember like thinking like, I don't want to watch oh, it's gonna be like scary Ugh. and stuff. Like, I don't want to watch like a scary, like spooky but movie. My friend's name is Sean, so I have to watch it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, this is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life up to this point. Yeah. Like, put all the scary stuff aside. I was like, the comedy of this is just, it, it was, it was so new and interesting to me and so fast, yet so dry and so. Like, uh, it was, it was the new age of Zucker brothers to, in my brain, you know what I mean? Brains. And <laughs> nice. I just kept thinking like, this is, this is amazing. 
Um, and from the first time I saw it, I, w- I remember watching the movie over and over and over and over again. Yep. And so I, I'll be honest with you, nostalgically, I, I will agree. I'm I'm going to call this like a 9.5. 9.5 for me. Uh, I was heading out of my senior year of college into my second senior year of college. And I was definitely nice. starting to consume Wait. some films. I'm a fifth year, fifth year college student. A lot of people for, go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're called English majors. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good it does me. You hear how I talk. Uh, anyway, I and I was I was starting to try to get into like films I haven't seen. You know, like uh, hey, enough Dumb and Dumber, Billy Madison. Like let's start let's start watching some <laughs> films here. And I believe I got to watch this at like the independent theater down there. Like oh, nice. see it and and man, this movie, yeah, hundred percent. I was I'm very big fan of of the Brits, and so add this British style to this type of a zombie movie kind of a thing. I was all in. I'm gonna call it a nine. And fellas, we do have an executive producer. We have our brand new executive producer, but that means someone left us. Oh. Our boy David Gould has had to move on to greener pastures. He found a better movie podcast that he could <laughs> yeah. be an executive producer on. Yeah. He's moved on. We want to thank David for his fucking time of service. Thank you, David. Absolutely. But I'm, I, so good I, to I hear your breakdowns every every week you it had. It really one. was. They were wonderful and I think we I, I think you know, Mike's plate is pretty full. I don't want to take the opportunity away from him. I may have to make a memorandum, uh, a memor- <laughs> memoriam God for damn. David Gould. Um, just in the arms of the angel. It's like he's not dead. Like, he just doesn't want to do this He just doesn't want to do it anymore, he's man. Sick he, just, of us. he just doesn't want <laughs> No, thanks, David. But that Thank does so much, open man. the door for a brand new executive producer to join the team. Michael Giuliano is with us. Welcome right. to the team. Michael. What's up, Michael? This is his first movie. He says, not long after we moved from New York to Connecticut, my mom became best friends with our new neighbor, Debbie. Aside from swapping recipes and gossip, we eventually got into the habit of having a monthly movie night between our families. And I distinctly remember Shaun of the Dead being one of the first movies we watched. I was 14 at the time, so I don't want to say that the jokes were going over my head, but maybe my whiny teenage sense of humor wasn't vibing with the driest scones humor that was going on for most of the movie. The repeated gags got a little bit of a laugh. There were no real big scares. And I remember most of us just being surprised at how suddenly the ending came on. But really, I just remember being pretty bored. Most of it still. I also remember my sisters and I saying, you've got red on you to each other for a good amount of time afterwards. So I can't deny that it made some kind of impact on us. Nostalgic rating, little low for Michael 5.5. And that is okay. Probably brings Respect. it back down to earth a little bit yeah so that takes us to an 8.45 nostalgically as a group still pretty darn high fellas that is the number 11th spot just below just friends uh just above three ninjas just friends <laughs> is still haunting us to this day still <laughs> no matter how much aj takes off of it it still comes back we're gonna strip Sorry. it away now boys it's fine it's fine we got to move on to the modern day review so first we're gonna start off with sean for some pertinent important details of the movie sean what do you got sean of the dead not seen by the dead of the dead <laughs> produced by naira park allison owen eric fellner and tim bevan written by simon Pegg and edgar wright cinematography by david m dunlap Edited by Chris Dickens, music by Daniel Mudford and Pete Woodhead, directed by Edgar Wright. Cast, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Kate Ashfield, Lucy Davis, Dylan Moran, Peter Serafinelkowitz. It's it's tough. Look it up. Penelope Wilton, Martin Freeman, Rafe Spall, and Bill Nighy. 
With the success of their show Space, writers Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright wanted to take a crack at a zombie film. Inspired by in an episode of Space, the two had worked on called Art, and even more heavily inspired by the George A. Romero films they both loved. The two made a couple rules for themselves when writing the script. One, to treat the zombies in the film as serious as a serious threat and never as a joke. And two, that we never leave the perspective of the main character, Sean. The screenplay was completed in eight weeks and, as said before, was inspired by Romero films as well as Back to the Future, Dead Alive, uh, The Birds, and Raising Arizona. Mm. The cast is a who's who of British comedy television actors from from shows including Spaced and even The Office. The duo of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost was based mostly off of the pair's real-life dynamic and friendship. That's my favorite thing you've said so far. (laughs) Having met each other as waiters and living together briefly. Helen Mirren was approached to play Sean's mom, Barbara, but turned it down, Mm. and Penelope Wilton was ultimately cast. We're coming to get you, Barbara! Love it. Love it. (laughs) Principal photography began in May of 2003 and shot primarily in and around London with uh, relative ease. On a budget of $6 million, the film made $30 million at the box office upon its release on September 24th, 2004 in the U.S. The film would garner two spiritual sequels in Hot Fuzz in The World's End and launch the career of Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Shauner. Up next, we go to AJ. He does the research for us for ratings and reviews from critics and fans alike. What do you got, bro? I do some for you guys. Um, you got red on you. That's not red. It's... <laughs> The, the tomato, tomato meter. Hell yeah! Gross. You had to. It was written for you. It's written for me, baby. Um, let's let's talk about it. Uh, IMD, oh, IMDb. <laughs> the tomato meter is giving us ninety two percent certified fresh. Listen to this crew. Tied all the movies we've done. Tied with Dazed and Confused, Jurassic Park, Rocky, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Pretty good movies. Pretty guess, good company. I guess those are okay. Yep. Audiences are in complete agreement at ninety three percent from Rotten Tomatoes and seven point nine. At IMDb. That's a masterpiece. Wow. 7.9 is going to tie it at the number 18th spot of any movie we've done with True Romance and Blues Brothers is where that's putting it. Blues Brothers feels right. Yeah. Not True Romance, though? Well, you know. That's fine. Apples and oranges. You know, because, see, Tarantino didn't actually, like, (laughs) he wasn't, like, part of his... Well, makes sense. He's a serious filmmaker. He doesn't make comedy. It's about his life. Spiritual comedy, like, movies, you know, to Tarantino movies. This is, like, this has spiritual sequels. Did you know Val Kilmer was... (laughs) Did you know... (laughs) All right, fine. <laughs> they laugh um, too much. <laughs> stop laughing. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. You're not that funny. <laughs> San Francisco Chronicle Ca- Carla Meyer simply said 100 out of 100, remarkably fresh and inventive. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it an 83 out of 100. The daffy, innately British joke that propels the cheeky UK comedy hit, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Is that although real zombies have risen up, slacker slacker wankers Sean and his best pal and roommate Ed are too slack, wankerish, and blithering British to notice. I just wanted to say it because of all the British slang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to. Because I'm not good at British slang. Let's see. 70 out of 100. The Village Voice said the actors are all on target, particularly Penelope Wilton as Sean's relentlessly cheery mom. Uh, and taken on its own shaky legs, it's a wittier genre coda than Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Nice. It's definitely 
Definitely there. Uh, 63 out of 100. USA Today said, For those who like their spoof silly and their cartoonish gore vivid, Sean offers some amusement. Yes, I do. Uh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Gus. It uh, offers the, some amusement. What do we say? Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. That yeah. says more than a movie there. Okay, USA Today, eat it. Um, let's just do some one out of tens, guys. Well, that was the thing. It wasn't UK Today. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't UK today. It was USA today. They didn't really get some of the British humor. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um it's, uh, one out of ten. This person said not even worth burning. <laughs> what? AS Freeler. Ass Freeler. Ass Feeler? Ass Feeler. Well, that's where we're going. Now yeah, you're just gonna good. be known as Ass Feeler on this podcast. Uh, January eleventh. 2005, this movie has such com- was such complete garbage, it wasn't even worth the electricity I paid to view it. People keep <sighs> finding ways to di- like diminish the, 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 the point of watching movies. It's so interesting. The electricity I paid to view it. I just... I, I'm not even going to... No, you know. You know that that's fucking outrageous. Mike doesn't want to prolong my segment. <laughs> this movie stuns me that it even made it to well, the box hold office. Hold on. Oh, sorry. I just think that's just such complete bullshit <laughs> that I don't even want to bring more attention to what he just said. Fair enough. But also keep going. Okay. Uh, this <laughs> keep movie going stuns for a long time. Me. <laughs> no, let's talk for a long time. <laughs> this movie stuns me that it even made it to the box office, or for that matter, even had a 30-second commercial to advertise it. What? I think half of the people... On this website, voting this movie an 8 or a 7 are out of their minds. I rate this movie a 1 for awful. Because? But but if it were my choice, this is the best, I would say, I would give it less than that. Say maybe a .079. (laughs) Why? Getting very particular. So so no, there is still a little bit of value in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's still some reason I'd (laughs) I'd give it more than a zero. Well, joke's on you, you fucking asshole, because our rating system goes from zero to one. Yeah. You just gave it a .79 out of one. .079. Oh, zero. Oh, my God. Never mind. The joke's on me now. The joke is no, on No, what Michael. if our scale is is from 0 to to 0.01? Do you yeah. want, or no, 0. 0.0 is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good move. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good move. There you go. Um this movie definitely tries too hard to be like scary movie. That's how they finished their review. Wow. Um do you guys want more <laughs> like well, honestly, I I really just pulled bad reviews cuz I I can't see us yeah, no. being real hard on this one. I don't know. Modern day critical mm-hmm. rewatch. Just, just shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> worst movie, period. Yep. Dot, 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 dot. Wait, wait, wait. Dot. wait. Period, dot. period, then space? <laughs> yes. Okay. 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 Cool. <sighs> I just check. Worst movie, period, space. Period, space. Dot, dot, <laughs> dot, 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 ever. <laughs> 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 this was in September 25th, 2004. It was very close, said Sandalo. A friend of mine recommended this film to me as IMDb rated it at... Uh, mm-hmm. That's a whole sentence he wrote. Uh, less than seven. Or sorry, greater than seven. I still have tough trouble with that. So I went to see it, which was the worst mistake I could possibly make. <laughs> Although I appreciate British humor... No, you don't. This film just did not do it for me. I love it when people say it's it's the same thing as like when you say it's like look, like I can appreciate like black humor, but Medea just didn't do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, 
It just does, like Tyler Perry stuff. It just no. doesn't doesn't do it for Look, me. Look, I'm a huge Tyler Perry fan, but I just don't like Medea. Like <laughs> now, right. like yeah. you, you threw like a Chris Rock in a Medea role. Yeah, I might be there for it. <laughs> that I mean, might be for me. I just I'm just a bigger fan of Martin Lawrence. Like <laughs> Big, Big Mama's, Mama's house. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, we will cover that. We will. <laughs> Maybe it was the audience that was laughing his, his, hilariously at every scene. Hint, hint. Uh, or... <laughs> Or maybe the film was just plain bad. It even those don't match up. It even got up to the point where I left the theater to make a call. When I got back five minutes later, I did not even feel like I missed a part of the film. What call were you making? <laughs> like I had to go make a call. Yes, yeah, so you not, didn't. You didn't receive a call. No. no I oh, I better take this. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I should probably go make that I, call. I do have to call my mom back. I forgot. Might as well do it now. <laughs> Don't forget the flowers. <laughs> Some garage posing. Uh, the only good thing was the way the camera moved around Sean on his way to the grocery store. That was brilliant. However, not brilliant enough to push this film above a horrid one. Huh. So there you go, guys. Well, listen, before we get into the scene-by-scene -scene breakdown of Shaun of the Dead, we got to talk about my cat a little bit. His name is Sergeant Meowenstein. Yes. And if you're a longtime listener or follow me on Instagram, you know that I love this little guy so much. When he's happy, I'm happy. But the biggest problem I have with him is that he can't talk. I hate not knowing when something is wrong with him. That's why I'm grateful for today's sponsor, Pretty Litter, for helping me keep tabs on his health. If you have a cat, listen up. Here are some differences between Pretty Litter and conventional Kitty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-observant crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. But here is where Pretty Litter really sold me and where I find major value. The litter changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Man, Sergeant Meonstein, he's had two major health scares so far, and if I could have just known about him sooner, I feel like it wouldn't have had to have dealt with these two insane emergency trips overnight to the vet, these huge crazy bills that I had to pay for that, and I think it would have saved him and I some major stress. So every time I'm checking his litter box with pretty litter in it, I either have peace of mind that all is well or I can get that early sign that I can call the vet right away in case there are these warning signs. Plus pretty litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. I never run out of it and I don't have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up my house. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on your cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as me and Sergeant Meowenstein do. Go to prettylitter.com slash confused and use code confused to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash confused code confused to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash confused code confused terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sergeant Meowenstein and I thank you very much for your time. Well, boys, you know what we should do tomorrow? What's that? Keep drinking. Oh, hell oh. yeah. A Bloody Mary first thing, a bite at the king's head, couple at the little princess, stagger back here, back at the bar for shots. Mm. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Listen, I'm not going to say that if you love her, let her go. I'm not going to bombard you with cliches, but I will say is this. 
not the end of the world. Uh, here we go. It's coming like a ghost town. So scene one, Sean and his girlfriend Liz are socializing in a London pub. Liz is trying to encourage Sean to strengthen their relationship while their friends Ed, David, and Diane exacerbate things. <laughs> the next morning, Sean goes to work at an electronics retail shop. Sean notices some strange things are happening in the world and then realizes he forgot to book a table for him and Liz. Sean goes to explain to Liz, but she breaks up with him. Can I get any of you cunts a drink? A drink. <laughs> I fucking love it. Look, Ed can be a, a little bit much sometimes. But he's, he's, I love having around. He's a laugh. Can I get a few cunts a drink? And his thick, thick British accent, too. Like, I mean, yes. he lays it on. And that is what I love about his character in this movie, yeah. too. The way he, the uh, way he Nick fucking... Nick Frost? Yes. The way he just dives into it. Oh, dude. I... It's, it's not that I don't like hanging out with Ed. Ed, it's not like I don't like having you around... <laughs> No, no. It's it's fucking brilliant because they are having a they're having an argument about bringing everyone else to their hangouts while yet, having everyone else have, around. Their and hangout. and you don't in the filmmaking style of it is you don't know that that's what's happening yes. until they go. Even yes. even the blocking like and like the framing. Dave, it doesn't sound like I don't like hanging out. Ed, it's it's literally the jokes run so deep, even to the filmmaking, the blocking and the framing of their shots to make sure that you get a laugh out of it. You're exactly possible. right. The, the whole of filmmaking is involved on, in the joke. It's not Correct. even just the writing. It is the filmmaking. It is the performances down to the bone. And not in, an, in a self-aware sense. No. It's to make you like... Self-aware of the joke. Yeah. It's, it's all make you aware of the joke. And it's all enhancing the joke itself. Mm -hmm. And it's, man, oh, man. I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. Mm -hmm. I just want to get that out of the way. I don't know that I've really ever seen anything of his that I'm just not Correct. kind of enthralled with. Um, and when, when you start off a movie like this, everything, everything, I think if you're, if you watch this for the first time, take, take into account... I shouldn't tell somebody who's about to wear some first time. <laughs> Everything is leading to another joke down the mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have to say. It's like every single thing. It took me so long to realize how much every single little piece and part of this movie is leading to an additional joke or a callback reference later yes. in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's fucking phenomenal. Sean, and there are so many. I, you're the one that's going to have to speak on this, but there are so many references to, mm -hmm. to horror films. And and everything that has come before, like they're paying, they're parroting and paying tribute to everything that has come before. Them. There's a great, I, I don't, I didn't write it down. There's a great YouTube video of like all the the callouts in mm -hmm. Shaun of the Dead, and it's fantastic. Starting with right away, the soundbite is from Dawn of the Dead, mm -hmm. right? The original, the yeah, and then it goes into one of the greatest songs that should be on your Halloween the specials, Ghost Town by the Specials. Dude. That is that song should be on your Halloween playlist. Absolutely, this year. it has to be. I love it. Yeah, I mean, like even just like going working at Fourier Electric. That's Ken Fourier who played yeah. uh, uh, the, the the soldier in uh, the original Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, um, and he's also in the remake as the guy who's like the uh, no more no more room in hell. The devil walked the earth. He's that guy. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's endless. It's, we it's would down, have to do our own episode. They, I mean, like I said in the in the intro or the when in writing this is like they wanted to treat the zombies like it's a zombie movie, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like we like we know and are of the school of the George A. Romero fact that these are zombies and they are actual serious that because there's so much of them that it's scary, you mm-hmm. know, and they they realize that and they love it. And I love that George A. Romero loves this movie. Yeah, well, he loved it. R.I.P. Um, during the making of Land of the Dead, I think it was, and he had Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg in in that movie. Sweet, um, as zombies. The right? whole yeah. time he he wears like a director's vest. George A. Romero does <laughs> the whole time. He had his Shaun, uh, Shaun of the Dead pin on the whole Amazing. time. Are you serious? Fucking love this movie. Oh my gosh. it's so cool to see. But yeah, I mean, you why not? Like even even down to all of the all of the little Easter eggs that they're going to throw in and come back later. Yes, it is the same thing with throwing in these Easter eggs of uh, references to the films that inspired this one. Well, and call me call me shallow. Not maybe not shallow is not the right word. Like call me uncultured and like well clearly that's what they were going for. But I don't care. Like I love this intro and how they are commentating on. Like zombies are real. It's real life. Like you're a zombie by yeah. going to your job and doing the same. The the checkout people do in unison checking things out and the pushing yeah. the shopping carts. Like on the bus, everyone's staring staring at their phones on the bus. Yeah. Like I okay, fine. Yeah, it's obvious. Like okay. but like I still like to see those references and be reminded of that. Yeah. Like the real fucking threat is real life, not a zombie apocalypse. Getting in a rut, getting into a mundane yes. kind of uh, cycle, you know. It's this that's the that's the smart, you know, idea behind it all is everybody is a zombie already mm-hmm. probably, you know, how much we don't pay attention to our outside world and what <laughs> The sweet release of actually becoming a zombie, and probably, <laughs> and probably being able to become one because look, there are a lot of them are on TV. <laughs> yeah. You can even go as far as to say, obviously, that Sean is a zombie himself yes. because of the world that he's like the one shots. Guys, come yeah. on, these one shots of him, and and again, the reference points of like him running down to the shop. He's like, oh. you know, he walks on down. He's just dealing with like the normal little things upon it along his way. He's and he this is this that's what's funny. He's like he's not even on his phone. This that wasn't the time, right? He's not on his phone. He's not like searching things or or doing anything. He's just like, yeah. I just walked down the shop. I know uh, Nelson down there. Yeah, he he does knows this me. Walk a I do this. Times. I do this every he day. Does every this morning. walk at least multiple times a day. Yes. And that's what's brilliant is you get into these routines and these these cycles that are just. That you walk through them like a zombie, mm-hmm. yeah. just at a sl- at a faster pace. You barely, you barely even realize that you're doing it. Yeah, probably too. Like sometimes I'll just forget that I'm driving. Yep. <laughs> and for, and while I'm driving at work, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that's oh where, I should where pay the attention. Fuck am I? Yeah, I mean like even the, like this, it's one of the best winners of all time. Yeah, of all time. I, I think agree. just because and they do it twice and they do it twice <laughs> and it's so brilliant. Like Edgar Wright was, I saw an interview with him. He's like, I wanted to. This is one of the first things they did. I wanted to do a challenging scene. Wow. And. uh like get the whole crew behind everybody, like rally the troops that and, makes do, and do a sense. hard thing before we, before we got into the rest of this film. Um, so smart. And I think it was, as uh, editor or no, a cinematographer is like this, take this out of the movie. No one's going to give a shit about this. Take this out. And he, <laughs> and he felt that as like a rallying cry too. He's like, well, just to spite you, I'm going to do it. And it's, and he like kept, I said, it's one of the best ever made. And, and he kept adding more and more and yeah. more details to those scenes to make it to make it impossible to cut out with how fucking good it was. Yeah, because it was oh. in fact amazing. Um, yeah, I, getting getting to watch him um, go to go to work. Um, the moments of him, like the references, never stop coming. Nope. The mirrors, 
like the bathroom mirror it's like a, thing. That's a shot for shot of of some movie, isn't it? Oh, like, well, so many. Like, yeah, I mean, Werewolf like, in London. Yeah, yeah, that's what like it was. That. Like, yeah, I mean, you have psycho references, even even movies that you don't necessarily think of as like horror horror movies. You think of like the gore movies, right? But then you have like just like the horror movies. Yeah, like the shower stuff later on. Um, it, it's it all makes so much perfect sense, and they they do it in a way that doesn't feel shoehorned. When they push this, you know you're going into a scary movie, like you know. So they have those moments where you think something bad's going to happen. The music, the tone changes, like Ugh. his stare at the pub when he goes, "Yeah, everything will be fine," and he just stares and goes, yeah. Him zombie walking out of his room. Mm, yeah. Uh, the uh, the I'm sorry, Sean, which we say all the time. Yes. <laughs> but like, I'm no. sorry, Sean. He goes, "What?" Like he gets really I'll like, "Oh my God, what are you sorry about? What happened?" And no, then ah, sorry, Sean. Ah, ha, ha, I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. We did I mean, that at the Field of Dreams. We did. <laughs> somebody, somebody farted in the Field of Dreams. Probably. Uh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Like even the, like the, the the of just going through life like this and not realizing things because like the the apocalypse is hap- happening in the background of Sean not paying attention to it, yeah. you know, and he's uh, gets in, interrupted by, uh, <laughs> he's starting to notice it, but he keeps yeah, getting interrupted. Exactly. He's like, oh, what the hell is it? And then, Oh, there's another character, you know, but it's like, that was also a thing. And the inspiration of the writing of the film was Edgar Wright was completely oblivious to basically the foot and mouth epidemic oh, that was going shit. on at the time. He's like, I, I like slept through that in college, man. I didn't realize <laughs> what the fuck was going on. It's, it's so brilliant. I mean, it's the moment that like, let's, let's talk about a couple of those moments when he, does do the wonder thing basically and he sees nelson and he's like reading the newspaper yeah hey my friend yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah. oh hey hey nelson yeah what's going anyway, on anyway yeah anyways yeah. and it, and then he's uh when he's on the way to the bus he sees somebody fall over and he's like huh and the but the bus yep. passes across the, it. the homeless guy picking up the pigeon yeah oh, pigeon, he's gone and well, he's gone shit. and you're just it's like all these little references and he gets but then you get into your back to your places of comfort which is work yeah you're nine to five <sighs> There we go. Uh, you're in a safe place. Teenagers. Yeah, I got things I want to do in my life. When? When? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that dude. What, what is that guy's name? Rafe Spall. Okay, Rafe so he's Spall. done a lot, right? Yeah. He, he's, the, in, I think, he's in all the Cornetto trilogy. Okay, yeah. he's in Green Street Hooligans as yeah. well. He's one of those boys. I like, he's my quintessential British teenager. He's great. He's so you're good right. in everything that he does. You think of like like Skins or something like that. There's <laughs> that show, if you ever heard that yeah. or saw that, some of that. The original one that you're just like, you are like, Quintessential. And he goes, he, he gets on the phone. He's like, I don't know, mate. I, t- I talked to him. He, he's got nothing. He's got Which nothing. he's obviously talking to. He, he, he's got he's, nothing. He's got Henry himself. He's talking to Ed, yes. obviously, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ed, Ed is Ed. his dealer. But the best part is that, no, because, no, it, he's talking to a buddy on the phone right there, but Ed is his dealer. I talked yes. to him. He's got nothing. Yeah. That's but, right. No, but then man, he goes, I ain't got nothing. He, nothing. I, I ain't got nothing. nothing. I only got a Henry myself. Uh, anyway. Yeah, anyways. And then uh, the best part is he puts his phone away and he's already started talking. He's. Proceed. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Like you don't you don't need that extra moment. Yeah. But they did it. It's the I is the anagram of we and there's no we well I don't know. Eyes and eyes and pie. Meat pie. Meat pie. And so you know anyways. <laughs> it's it's so it's so funny because again, as much as they play up the idea what you're talking about beforehand, Mike, with the stings, mm-hmm. the the audible the audio stings of of building tension and having zero yeah. payoff. It's somehow they are able to do the opposite of that with something like this, where they have these dull moments and then they get the payoff. Yeah. And it's like, it's somehow that 
all the way back there, they waited this long to get a payoff almost, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. Like when, just like when, uh, hey, your dad's here. It's not my dad. It's my stepdad. It's my stepdad. And he, he turns around, he's like, he it's like he does that. Even like, his turnaround is kind of shocking. Villain. It it's is. The, it's yeah. the evil villain turnaround. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's like it, the stinger payoffs are just as good as the as the dull payoffs yes. uh, of of adding the extra moment of him texting. Yes. It's it, so good. So one thing I noticed about uh, Bill Nye's performance, especially in this scene, mm-hmm. um, was knowing that having watched this movie and knowing that he actually does love Sean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then kind of, it's kind of revealed that uh, when he's dead. But... Um, the the end of his little speech that he gives to Sean is like, I trust oh. you'll I trust you'll be there. He's like, Yeah, I'll be there. He's like, well, Okay. Like he's well, got this well, kind of we'll, smile. We like he's really it. looking forward to yeah. it. And he's, he's doing it because he fucking him. loves Barbara yes. too. Like and he doesn't want her to be disappointed. Yeah. And he wants Sean to look good. He's like Barbara doesn't even know I'm here. I just want you guys to be good. I want you to do what right. you're supposed to do so that Barbara's happy. It's basically uh, what he promised Liz. Yes. Like she's like, oh, okay. Well, everything's taken care of. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's every, bye. everything's taken care of. Bye, bye, bye. He's basically bye. doing the same thing. You know, like, yeah. oh, everything's everything's good. Cool. I'll see you then, man. Yep. 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 It's Liz yep. from corporate. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> I thought you said this was a social <laughs> gathering. How can I not speak to your dad? By the way, another great reference. <laughs> yep. Zombie shooting the head. Yep. Come on, dude. Yep. The hard part for me sometimes in rewatching this is that like this movie did did I saw it I saw it and it didn't affect me in the way it should have because I saw this in two thousand four and I was basically Sean in the relationship I was in in college. I wasn't listening. I I you know like you know how he doesn't listen. He goes I'll, I'll give up smoking. What's 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 the what, next one? What's the next mm-hmm. one? Yeah, yeah I, I was not listening. I, forgetting to like book the the date always being like, well, but my friend, like my friends can come along too. little too little too late for Sean in this relationship. And when, when he does the sort your fucking life out, yeah, like when he writes on a thing, like yeah. I was there, but I had already seen this movie. Like I should have learned from this, you know? Sure. And, and I, I fucking feel that emotion in just getting too comfortable in life and just being like, yeah, everything's going to be fine. Like, we're always going to be together and everything's always going to be great. And and you feel this, man, when he's so, like sorts your life out. I mean, like I'm telling you, dude. I, I, I genuinely think that that is. We talked a little bit about this yeah. before. It's like like being in our neighborhood mm-hmm. or something and being like like the one time I saw like my, my newest neighbor across the <laughs> yep. way. And I'm like, oh, he's not doing that right. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. I am that person. I don't yeah. want to be this person. <laughs> yeah. um, and... and you don't want to fall into that, but at the same time, not everything can stay the same. You can't. You can't just stay the same. You can't yeah. stay if you're 29 years old and you're still hanging out like you're 23. Like there's something that has to give. Yes. And you have to sort your life out. Sort your fucking, fucking life, life out, mate. The best advice given in this movie. Yeah. And again, I love this because we, as an audience, are probably meant to demonize Pete. Yes. Whereas Pete is trying to do something with oh, his yeah. life and trying to get out of this. Pete's rut. made the transition. He's making that Sean transition. Hasn't done it yet. Exactly. The, He's been at the same job for how long? And he has a friend who is holding him back, who's just sitting on the couch yeah. and playing video games. It's the it's the writing one hundred and one. You yeah. know, you have you have uh, your character. It needs to be uh, kind of based on the motivations of this character. So you have the complete opposite of what the character wants to be and what the what the character kind of was. And then Sean is in between. So Nick Nick Frost uh, character Ed, Ed is is what he 
used to be, mm-hmm. and he's still in pulling pulling that way. But then his uh, Pete yeah. is is what he should probably strive to be, and right. he's in that middle. It's a perfect. We've all been there, man. It's a per- that's like you know riding one on one. It is he'll learn from each of those. Yes, things, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah. If these people that turned into zombies had actually taken AG one, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I'm wondering if they would have turned into zombies. I know this isn't scientific claim, but I don't feel like a zombie. I take AG1 every single day. It's probably been about six months now, and it's honestly something that makes me feel not like a zombie. I was listening to a podcast just like you guys. I think it was like Steve-O or something, and he started talking about AG1. I said, ah, you know, man, I haven't been very healthy lately. I'm, I'm leading a crazy life. It's hard for me to eat right. I can't ever remember to take vitamins. Let me try this AG1 thing. And like, I, first of all, I couldn't believe how good it tastes. But second of all, like the, the boost in like energy that I've had just from just from making this a daily part of my routine has been incredible. I take it first thing in the morning. Like I get up, uh, I used to do coffee. Now I go straight for my AG1. I make it, put it in the nice bottle they give you, shake it up, boom, chug it 12 ounces. It tastes good. Then I hop in my cold tub and then I am off for the day. I very rarely drink coffee anymore because I feel like it makes me feel like I'm ready to go. Well, I take a bunch of different things when you can just take one scoop of this powder and water once a day and boom, you're on your way. It was designed with ease in mind so that you can live healthier and better without having to complicate your routine. Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients of high quality that give major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. Like this is important stuff, right? You're getting older, you're busy lifestyle, you're not taking care of yourself. AG1 is hooking it up. And you guys need to join. If you want to take ownership of your health like Sean, Mike, and AJ did, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. You go to drinkag1.com slash confused. That's drinkag1.com slash confused. I, I honestly can't tell you how much I love this thing. You should really try it. Well, let's move on to scene two. So that night, Ed tries to cheer Sean up at the Winchester. They end up getting really drunk and pissing off their roommate, Pete. The next morning, Ed and Sean notice that a zombie apocalypse has taken over. They kill a few zombies and make the decision to go pick up Liz and Sean's mom. So I said that I, I read that little speech that Ed did. Uh, you know, where he's like, hey, you know, we're fucking. So what's really cool, apparently this was in the DVD commentary when Ed attempts to cheer Sean up the Winchester. He's actually summarizing the events of the yep. next day. Yes. Isn't that fucking nuts? He, so he says, uh, you know, uh, Bloody Mary. The checkout girl's name is Mary. Mary. Uh, bite at the king's head, basically being Philip. Yeah. The king, the king of the family, right. bite at his head. The couple have a couple, David and I, little princess being Liz, stagger back impersonating zombies to the bar for shots, firing the win- firing yes. the gun yeah. the, at the bar. Like, I, I don't know. That feels a little too, like, I don't no know, way. Man. But at the same time, you're like, oh, my God. Everything else is so smart about yes. this. It's, why not? It's funny because I don't think there there are some points that, and, you know, it's the writing, it's the direction and everything. But I, I feel like Edgar Wright is a it's like a new school version of like a Kubrick to me uh, of this this movie making that you have a moment like that and you think to yourself 
no way no you do way. that on purpose. And it's like, no, absolutely it's on fucking purpose. You know, it seems like every there are mistakes like that can be made in a movie. Yep. But Edgar Wright doesn't he doesn't make the mistakes. Or, or a Tarantino. He me, he means to have these references in there. He's trying to do it. He he wants to make sure it's 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 there and yeah. it's valid, just like Kubrick. There's not a mistake in a Kubrick movie, and if there is, if you think that there is, I'm you he's happy. <laughs> he's happy that you're dwelling on it and and questioning it. Yeah, is it or is it not? I think Edgar Wright is honestly in that same vein. I feel like this with, world with the Cornado trilogy, especially these this duo of writers, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. I yeah. think they are shooting the script to a T. You yeah. know, maybe here and there they go yeah. off it a little bit, but I think when they're making this Cornado trilogy, they are shooting the script to a T, and uh, w- that's what it is. Like they were working on the script so hard. You know, in like eight weeks, I guess. You know, they probably had a first draft in eight weeks. Oh yeah, of course, sure. But they. Did they they went through it and like oh how about we had this how about we had that oh well let's take Ooh, that out you know this is exactly this callback oh hey we should reference this movie oh, it's it's going oh. through the system over and over and over again yeah. until it's like okay I think we got it yeah you know? I, okay I want to shoot this now the thing that I love most about Shaun of the Dead which is why I I made my personal opinion statement of this being the best zombie movie ever is that is that we've all seen the zombie movies where. Once someone turns into a zombie, everyone's like, oh, no, it's a zombie, you know, but this movie is what would really happen. There's no such thing as zombies. There will never be such thing as zombies. Right. When when if it does happen, we'll all be like, that person's so fucking drunk. So, yes. So <laughs> there's, a girl, there's a girl in the garden. What? She's so drunk. There's a girl in the garden. Yeah. That, in the garden, so there's a girl. <laughs> that's but that's what I love about this. This is how it would actually go. If a zombie apocalypse happened, especially if you're hungover, (laughs) and and FYI, (laughs) which they very much are, think about and think about um, things that you do go through, and and think or just illness on the most base level. It's like somebody's got a fever, or somebody's got this thing, or like like when Pete comes down and he's like he tells him, and he like they're what happened to your hand? What happened to your hand? It's like I got mugged on the way home. Yeah, you just rationalize it. Mm -hmm. I got mugged. Which is why I feel like shit. One of them tried to bit me, bite me. Trying to bite you? Why did he try to bite you? I don't know. I didn't stop to ask him. <laughs> and so he's so. But you think about that. You're like, yeah. So this guy freaking bit me. Like, what an what an asshole and what a weird thing to do. And he's like, I'm not. He's like, I've got a splitting headache. He's like, and I have to work in the morning. He's yeah. like, and you guys are making it worse. And by the way, one of my favorite under underrated lines is when he comes up, comes down, pulls the record from it after they've been going. <laughs> Which is very goes, bad, very and, bad. And he too. goes, he goes, he whips out. He's like, hey, don't scratch it. <laughs> That's the second album I ever bought. He says, don't scratch the album I've been scratching on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, but but he gives that, and like you're saying, you rationalize every single little piece. And it's like, there's a girl out there. She's the, drunk. The wow. drunk guy, though, they're doing white lines, and the drunk guy yes. singing back to them. <laughs> 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 I I want to like I definitely agree. I want to talk about a little bit about the scene before this where they are in the Winchester and he's talking to Sean trying to talk him down. The the characters in the bar, snake snake eps, you know, and then the girl's like that cockasodomania, and he like the way Simon Pegg's laughing at that like feels so genuine. But it's like it's like uh, what I talk about in movies sometimes (gasps) is like it's story time in in movies and like oh we get to know we get we get to get to know some of the 
some of these people in yeah. the bar. And that's another thing too. Is like Ed knows these people in the bar. <laughs> Sean doesn't. Yes. Like that's Ed's life. He's like he likes yeah. to, he likes to like uh, our friend Carl. He likes to talk to people like this and get yeah. to know them and like what's their story. It's like oh fucking snake ups. That's interesting. You know. Yeah. Fucking love that. It could be outlandish. It could be that he's just you know embellishing it could be it like i feel like it's very true about snake x eps but not not cockasidal maniac <laughs> yeah. and he's like well what about big john's big john x mafia x mafia he's like, it's like oh, that's why he's got a, a gun above big the john also big says john. dogs can't look up <laughs> they can't yes <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah man i'm telling you like i just you you get it's it seems nonstop when you're reviewing this movie. You keep having a scene where you're like, oh, I think this is my favorite, and then you're like, oh, I think this is my favorite. Even, you know, he does the second walk now, and everybody's gone. The same fucking one or shot, but the the guy that was washing the car now, there's a hole in the windshield. Right. And when he gets back, you don't you don't have to go this hard in the paint. No. But when he sits back down and turns the TV on. And the the clicking from station to station to station tells you the story. Having Coldplay in there and like uh, Tasha or like just yeah yeah, yeah like, it's like prominent like, UK real like, panic yeah. on the streets of London. London. Like it just you don't Panagon. you don't have to do yeah. that. I L- already love you. Literally your movie. being eaten alive. <laughs> literally being eaten yes. alive. It's it just it blows my mind at how fucking good that shit is. Yeah, it's, it's great. And again, we get that point of every single time there's about to be some sort of reveal. Even in this, it's the epitome of it. It's like people being literally eaten alive. Yeah. And then he goes back to it to get yes. a little bit more. Yes. And he's like, hey, he's like <laughs> yeah. left the door, but again, it's like, there's a girl in the garden. And <laughs> and I have to say this. Probably the moment that made my brother Bob and I laugh out loud the hardest is when he's like, Mary, I'm sorry. It's like, I have, he's like, look, I'm being serious. Like you have to get off me. And he pushes her. He's like, I said, stop. And she falls on the pole. And like the, number one, their reactions. He's just like, <laughs> and, and, like and, and <laughs> pulls out his camera. And, he, and then she's, he's getting back up and he pulls out the camera again. He's just like, young kids don't know what that camera is (laughs) but and the fact that he ran to go get a disposable camera (laughs) two seconds two seconds he's like come on like no help me out like the the playful manner of this and that winding of that camera and he knocks that out of his hand another moment where my brother is like describing a movie to me and like I, i hadn't seen it's so funny, man. It's so clever. And then the sincerity of of when he comes back in, he's like, "Are they still out there?" He's like, and it's it's like it's like a mini oneer. Yes. It's like a mini oneer shot where he walks over to the window more. and and the camera turns and he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah." But dude, you forgot you forgot the most subtle line of that scene is when is when she's coming over. And he's like, "Oh, oh, I think she likes you." He's like, he's like "Listen, no, really, I just got out of a relationship." <laughs> <laughs> Now listen here, uh, uh, Mary. Mary. (laughs) The fact that he thinks this drunk girl's trying to fucking get on with him. Yeah, yeah, I just got out of a relationship. No, no, seriously. seriously. When the fucking... uh, uh, Is it it this point where the guy walks into the doors like you want to keep your doors and windows locked oh for sure yeah <laughs> and he gets him with the, like the, the cigarette ashtray or whatever and yeah. I, it's another thing about this movie is that it's so particularly British and I love British yeah. humor where it's me too it's a, it's a specific kind of humor you yeah. know and uh, he's like you see his head go <laughs> like that's fucking 
particularly British, but hilarious. Did you did, and did you see that zombie earlier in the movie yes. when he's like walking around or, or like he's on his way? Pretty I think. much every, every zombie yeah. was in the movie. At some well, point. he's like yeah. on the sidewalk when Sean gets to yes. his like thing and he's like about to get. That's right. It's right yeah. there. And, it's a, and yeah, like you're saying, almost every zombie is a cameo or is like Mary, almost Mary a, was the one in front. Yep. In the she was doing scene. the checking. Yep. The kid, uh, there's a the person in the wheelchair. There's it. it they're all you see them all as normal people, which you'd never get from no. an, a real zo- another zombie. <laughs> well, it's just somebody. The, the record scene is just like okay. I, I love the inventory of like what's good and what's not. Like Batman soundtrack, throw, throw it. it. You know, it's well, it's ah, uh, Sinead. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but Second the fact coming. that they go to this, they go to this level, and also you know you have to talk about the fact that like if this happens in America, everybody's going to reach for their gun. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about this happening in the UK, where guns are not like a legal thing, other than like uh, it's like a single shot sort of a thing that like hunting rifles or whatnot that you have to have registered. But nobody carries guns no. around. Right. That's why the, the, the rifle is such a big deal above the bar. That's why that's such Correct. a huge it's thing. That's why the rifle is such a big deal. And why whether or not it works, <laughs> right? Why whether or not it works. But that's the thing is nobody has a gun to just reach for and why it makes it so much more of an interesting kind of uh, folly. Definitely. You know? And like these slinging records, like that's not going to do anything. Correct. Like, like, but like when it does, like, oh! <laughs> and they keep going. It like it's, it just adds way more opportunity for comedy because otherwise you would just shoot them. Yeah. yeah. And then like in Dawn of the Dead, they just shoot a bunch of them, which adds to like the carnage of it. Yes. But in this, it's specifically comedic. The yeah. way a cricket bat. They're, I mean, come and on. They're back and forth. Yeah. Shot of hitting it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and again, starts got got where they, they where they absolutely should have a payoff or like dramatic music helping every single swing and hit that has happening. But you see the you hear the music drop off mm-hmm. during that point. Yes. And then it, it finally cuts back away to them at the at the car. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his coffee in his hand. <laughs> uh, Cornetto. Yeah. <laughs> Cornetto. Cornetto. Um, like again, no payoff, no. no sound payoff, no nothing. It's just them watching the the TV and the dialogue of it too. The like, next time I see you, you're dead. You know, like that kind of <laughs> yes. stuff. Even the once you go live in the shed, you thick fuck. Yeah. And eventually he lives in the shed. He like does. you don't have to do this. No. But I love you so much for doing this because they all in in the moment they all feel like genuine like us uh insults you know or yeah. genuine like it's just a genuine dialogue not planning for it later it's, yeah. the, it's very well done we're coming to get you barbara obviously from night of the barbara. living dead uh it's i mean that's like the one of the just naming her the character barbara yeah they you knew know they were just good. to do that line probably <laughs> that was the only i mean reason. come yeah. on oh, and then yeah. th- this probably the most brilliant sequence of this movie is their three versions of Dude. the plan they're, they're they're making up man it's it is so fucking good like it, come back it, we, we, it's not it's not exactly clean is it you know it's not exactly safe the, the windows busted yeah. out and okay. shit redo it yeah it's so fucking right. good well, and every time they re they they every time they go back into the story it's it's a different filming of yeah right it's not the same shot like we they go to get time. barbara they took time to be like okay for the second time i want you guys to crisscross this way and you hold her hand on this side, but the next time we'll hold her hand on the other side. Like, you don't have to. <laughs> so gingerly. Yes. Like, everything's just fine. Everything's Sorry, just Philip. fine. Sorry. Yeah. Take car. Go go to mom's. Kill Phil. Sorry. Grab Liz. Go to the Winchester. Have a nice cold pint and wait for this old to blow Yeah, up. boy. Yeah. How's that for a piece of fraud gold? It's lots of fraud gold. So scene three, after picking up Liz, Diane, David, Sean's mom, and stepdad, Philip, they have to abandon the car when Philip turns into a zombie. On foot, they make their way to the Winchester after some cunning moves from Sean. 
did you laugh as hard as I did when you realized what, like we all know that they get the car. I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. We can, we can go back. They jump, they get um, to Phillips and his mom's house. You wait outside. I'm going to keep circling the block. And you know that he crashes the car on purpose so that he can drive the <laughs> so car. Drive but, jack. but to think of like in his head to literally go like nothing. I don't care that it's a zombie apocalypse. The only thing on my mind is that. <laughs> and I have to fully commit to crashing this car to, in order to drive it. And it's Pete's car, so I really don't so care. So I really yes. don't give a shit. But imagine Man, Pete having... Pete would be so pissed if he knew I was going to drive his car. <laughs> I don't think so. Imagine having to crash a car on purpose. Yeah. Like, that seems like something that would be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Right? That hard. Yeah. In his head, him just going around the block going, I had okay, to crash well, how could I do it? I got to put it in a spot to where they, know, they can see it. I can just point yeah. to it. And I need a short walk. That sign. <laughs> You know, like Dude, unbelievable, man. Crushed it. I, I, just, I crushed that car. And only Guess to gotta take the jack. And only to reference when it's not all horror movie references. The Days and Confused reference. You like that? Where is it? That so when they they get um, Ma, Barbara and Philip, they pull up at Liz's, and the child locks are on, mm. and he and he goes out the sunroof. He goes, "Watch the leather, man." Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah, that's okay. totally Matthew McConaughey. Nice. Days and Confused, <laughs> right? It's, it's, I, I, like I want it to be. Yeah. Goes, yes. Watch the leather. And then he looks at Barbara and goes, <laughs> "This guy." <laughs> <laughs> he is so cuddling up to, to Barbara. He like it. he loves Barbara and she loves him. It's like, well, uh, your mom, your mom rang. See, see when you were going to be over. And then Liz rang about eating out, and then your mom rang back. See if I, when I, if I could eat her out. What? What'd you say? What? It's 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 engaged. That was quick. That was, that was quick. quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's engaged. Ed, <laughs> not the Zed word. Not the. Z- okay, this is a point I need to. We can't. We can't like cross over here. We can't pass over it. When they are sitting there, and he's like, he's like, they still is they still out there? The zombies are they still out there. Don't say that word. The Zed word. The Zed word. Why? Why? Because just don't say it. It's just weird. <laughs> it's like this. It's like, it's like all right, well, but are they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see them. Oh, yep. There oh, they yep, they are. <laughs> Doesn't look like. Oh, yep, there they what's, are. What's <laughs> what's the commentary on that though? Like, is that that's kind of a play. so zombie? The word zombie is genuinely almost never used in a zombie movie. So like the undead or walkers, infected walkers. But why? Because I think it's I think it's too um, it's it's like breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Oh, because okay. that word exists in our world ah, as a, as a character. Again, the zombies are not real. Whereas like, if if yeah, like now in our world, if somebody did happen to do this, it'd be like, dude, they're zombified. Again, playing on like how yes. people would actually resign. They'd re, be like, zombies. Re, re, uh, yeah, it's like that's how people are going to respond to this. But you have to think, hey, well, don't say that. Don't say that word. Yeah, the said word. Oh, okay. All right. All we right. don't know if that's actually what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, that's not actually what's going on. But you have that thing that, like, every every other show, Walking Dead, they're walkers, the infected, the, you know, the undead, whatever it happens to be, the walking dead. It's it's a play because they never say it. Yeah. So, and if you go back, you'll see that. Like, no one ever says the word Mom, zombie. Mom, what if I was to say that on several occasions, he touched me. He touched me. <laughs> Wasn't true. What I said just there. I didn't say that. And her acting in that moment is so good too. I such a good reaction. She's to go to that level. Just be like, I fucking hate him. I know. It's just like it's yeah to take it to like that far. And shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry, Philip. For what? <laughs> hey, but this is where I got, rid of, got rid of some of your toys. Oh, what? I call, well, I, well, I rang for the, well, I rang for the doc, the doctor. It's like, 
Well, why did you do that? He's like, I don't think the doctor's going to be coming. He's like, I've ran it under a coat, coat tap. <laughs> We've shut the curtains. <laughs> I told why are you not the so particularly British, man? I British ran it under a coat tap. A cold <laughs> tap. <laughs> But man, this is like when they do get in the car and and Philip is dying and has that moment like, uh, man, dude, it, it gets better for me every time. It's great because he is such a good dude. Yeah. Well, didn't we talk about this at like moments that surprise you or something like, hey, that like that th- came out of th- nowhere. These moments didn't have to go that hard. Like that is a genuine like heartfelt moment of, yeah. of sorts that you're like, oh. Man, like, and and Sean, like Simon Pegg's acting and response to this is really wonderful. Underrated, Bill, man. I yeah. think this is an actual amazing death scene by yeah. Bill Nye. As a good boy, yeah. <laughs> and he slumps. He goes completely limp, and that it's like equally heartbreaking as it. There's like some dark comedy to it, but it's like he only got to say like that. There's a good boy, maybe like one time to Sean yes. Yes. ever in his life, and it and he's gone. Oh, it's so harsh. Can I get this out of the way? Yeah. Punchable face. You want to do it? Yeah. Hit it! If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it's David. Was the, Was there any no. doubt Just in this? Just getting it out of the way. It's David. Yeah, so we don't even really have to talk about no. it. I mean, there were some zombies that I wanted to punch. <laughs> Which one? Just the way they look. Honestly, it's the twins, the biker twins. Okay. I call them the, okay. Biker, the biker twins. Okay. <laughs> Outside of the Winchester. Yeah. 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 I see that. Um, so, like, there is that. But, I mean, in, in the end. Oh, no. Big Al. Big Al's pretty punchable. You know what? It's uh, it's it's Ed's doppelganger. I think it's Tim. <laughs> oh, oh dude. yeah. Oh, shit. His Good hair. Call. His hair is uh, unbelievable. When they pass each other going going by each other, uh-huh. who, who um, now, I never watched the show Spaced. I never watched Spaced. I, I'm so, I'm kind of sad I haven't up to this point, um, but the the girl, uh, what's her name in this? Uh, the other girl that oh, he, they passed shit. by, Is it S- Simone, or like it's something like. Basically, they meet up at the fence. Yep. After the car, and it's like, oh, glad somebody made it. <laughs> you know that kind of a Sean, thing. Sean. Sean. <laughs> Yvonne. The, Yvonne. Yeah. yeah. Those two, they were like the main characters of, of Jessica Space. Hines. Right. Jessica Hines. She wrote a lot of it. As they passed by each other, then they have they like, were the doppelgangers. And it's very funny because they were in a relation they were in a false relationship or something gotcha. in, the, in the show Space. And then like they're passing by each other. It's like, well, why don't those two just get together? But yeah. at the same time, they passed each other by. It's like, oh, you remember Liz? It's like this is my boyfriend Hi. Day, and this is so, and this is my mom, uh, my mom with this, and this is Tim, my friend Tim. Yeah. And he's like, hey. And they pass each other. And I love to think that there's several groups of six people, like a lot of groups of six people <laughs> who are all falling into the same categories yep, yep. just over and over again. That's so funny. There has to, to be a backstory between uh, Sean and Yvonne. And Yvonne, though, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. There's something. Like, they had to have dated or something. Yeah. For a while, like in high school and then like maybe like in college. Maybe, yeah. maybe right, right before you met Liz. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, I like to believe that. It's it's got to be because she's like moving on with her life. Yes. Like uh, like oh, I just bought a house. I know, uh, real hey, grown up. Like that kind of thing. it's very funny. Yeah. Well, then you talk about those mini oneers. My favorite, my fucking favorite in yeah. the movie is the slide the stairs. <laughs> he goes. <laughs> yes. They're like, well, the Winchester's over there. Let me check to see if the coast is clear. Is it clear? <laughs> he he goes from like joy to like pure frightened scares. Is it clear? No. How many? <laughs> no. Lots. Lots. <laughs> it's so fucking good. 
another reference to like they're saying that back again. Like somebody said that beforehand. Yes, lots, lots. lots. and it just it's it it just never ends. Squeaky, <laughs> you got squeak on you. <laughs> you got squeak on you. Um, but like though those are the small references or or the moments of uh, it's like I, wait is everybody here. Like one, two, three, four, five. Yes. It's like there's six of us. It's like, uh, it's like, take a look at the face. It's like a drunk. She's so lost a bet. <laughs> do you do you like her? Do you I love like Diane? Yeah. I, I love, I think I she's love great. I I I uh, there's a point. I don't know if it's I hate to love her or if I love to hate her. Right, right. Like, you know that kind of a thing. Uh, or I think it's that I hate that I love her. Yes, because I do in fact love her. Like I think it's great. Like her her kind of ditziness and but she has her serious moments. She's just along for the ride. She's affable. She yeah. just like wants to be a part of the fun. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's also like cucking it up, basically. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I know. David. It's like I, I was there to pick up the pieces, like that kind of thing. I don't know. Like they're ex- they're the, them getting out and finding their way to the Winchester mm. is uh, is a pretty desperate series of events oh yeah yeah i do we did pass that up though i do love uh, sean maybe you can help me out with this um i don't feel like i've seen a, a zombie movie where where this has happened before but they sort of focus on the fact that they keep that their primal instincts right like you see it happen with philip philip my, the uh, man in there is no longer you man you loved and he reaches and he turns off the music yeah. <sighs> like i feel like that's a really cool thing that not many other movies explore i think that there's so many things that you can explore with zombies yes. and like i think they like get, you know even uh, acting like a zombie and going and being able to like pass as them to go through or like in other movies I think The Walking Dead is like like put their muck all over them so they can't smell their yes, flesh right, or something right. um, you know like whatever I whatever works for it and I think this totally works and I love yeah the aspect of there is still some of the humanness yes. and I think that's their love of George Romero's Day of the Dead yes. where uh, I think there's a uh, one of the uh, like stores or something that's in one of the shots is called Bubs and Bub yeah. is the zombie in Day of the Dead. That's uh, right. Where he is, ba- he's like uh, being tested on to like see if he could become human again. Gotcha. And so he's like listening to music and everything and like cocking a gun because he used to be a, sh- a soldier. That's where they got a lot of that. Wow. Okay. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and you know, you even see it in the uh, in the idea of all the zombies who are walking around, but you also see the one who is in a wheelchair. And instead of like them just like crawling themselves to things now at this point, if oh, they're if yeah. they're wheel wheelchair bound, it was they're she, rolling themselves, trying to roll instead. And so you say like okay. those base in, instincts, they are they're all still very much there. That's interesting. It was cool. I never I never actually thought about that. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's going to scene four. So unfortunately, the zombies have located them and begin to attack. Barbara has been bitten and turns into a zombie. David is devoured by zombies and Diana chases after him. This, I mean, this whole I love the thing I love about zombie movies in general is like Dawn of the Dead. You got a whole fucking mall to yourself. That's badass. You know, go, go to whatever store you want to, like the gun store in a mall. You You've know? been to a lock in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like Once. even in this pub, like you have the whole place, like even in Field of Dreams, us, we had the whole place to ourselves. We could yeah. do whatever we wanted inside there, you know, but also like hunkering down. You know, and trying to stay safe from an outside force or something like that. Like, that's just cool to me. It's like, what are we going to do? I guess we're going to eat hog lumps and, Mm -hmm. you know, just chit chat and we'll have Ed do his orangutan (laughs) thing from uh, Every Which Way But Loose. But yeah, there's something about that. Might be a bit warm. The cooler's off. Yes. Thanks, babe. Thanks, Uh, (laughs) Fucking, We we do that all the time. (laughs) Um, 
But uh, it's it's like a hangout kind of movie thing for me. It's it's very like comforting. Is that what's so romantic and why we are so obsessed with zombie movies? Is that the act of like, well, what would you do? Is well, it like talking about the lottery? Like, well, if I won the lottery, sure, I would do this. Definitely. What would you do if the like? Where would you go? Well, all it's, my problems just went away. The only problem I have is staying safe from I, these zombies. I kind of like it. The act of preferred way. isolation. Yeah. yeah, because they and they they run through it again as a joke of. Well, why do we have to go to Liz's? Why do we have to go to Liz's? It's like it's like well because it's like it's safe. It's like it's safe, but but I can't smoke there. It's like oh okay well okay well how about this? Like well we'll go get Liz. We do the whole thing. We go and we come right back here. We have, like we all hang out at, at our place. Well, it's not exactly like presentable, is it? You know he's like he's just like, he's like justifying it. it. Like he's he's thinking it's not exactly safe. Like the window's broken out. Things like that. It's like okay, we'll go to the Winchester. Yeah, I'd love to hang out in the Winchester. You've been to a lock-in before. Yeah, yeah. Those are, it's always super fun. Like they, it's just like we get beers, we get like the, our, our snacks. Pick, and like, you get your pig snacks. What do you need? What more do you need? It's like I just want to go to the Winchester. But you got to humanize the goons here. Like David was right. Their uh, yeah. their apartment on the second floor was yeah, the probably, safest place. To probably be. the safest place to be. Because what within. 12 hours-ish, 16 hours, the, the, right. army, the army was going to show up and start killing everybody. They would have been fine. Those zombies aren't climbing the fucking thing. Right. And if Sean had never showed up, no one would have even known they were there. It's true. They would have been fine, like, just staying in, locking in. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> Him taking charge of his life finally was actually a downfall of a lot of them. A lot right? of them. <laughs> what the fuck? Right, because he, he, he brought his mom and Philip out. They might have been okay. They could have, like, well, there's somebody, they're a bit bitey. But at the same time, I mean, they were inside. They, yeah. were locked, they locked the well, doors. Philip would have turned. Oh, shit. Philip would have turned and got mom. And got Barbara. What Was that a bite, though? Are we sure that that was something oh, I that would have turned him? True. Yeah. Because why had he, he get turned bit a at second this time. point? You know? You're right, because he got bit a second point. That was Correct. the thing that really did it. it. That was what really did him in, like the blood loss and so on and so forth. Okay. I she mean, said specifically bitey, though. That's, she did say you know. bitey. I, if, if someone bitey. said that to my mom, I'd be like, we have to get my mom. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We no, absolutely. Go. You're right. Um, and so, but in the end, it's probably because, you know, he didn't kill Philip. He should have killed Philip. He didn't stick to his plan. True. That's True. why they had to get out of the car. They would have had the car. Yep. They would have had the jag. So, <laughs> just saying. Do you what what do you feel that there are some genuinely scary moments in this movie? Definitely. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think for me the the biggest one is the the flipping on the breakers. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he turns the light on and the zombies are right there in the mirror. Like there are and some yep. Yeah, oh shuts the shade. <laughs> he walks out. So yeah, I, I feel like that's one of the more genuinely frightening moments just, of this movie. I think even just like the makeup on a lot of the zombies, like yeah. the, the white eyes and everything Ooh, is, is I think very eerie. I think it's very good. Yeah. I think it's really good like like i think you obviously you get to some of the very genuinely scary parts at the winchester but there are those points leading up to it like with the man in the pajamas yeah um, having to kill him like with the tetherball thing oh shit yeah <laughs> no it's rubbish <laughs> no, <laughs> other way, other. and like like that kind of stuff but but <laughs> but at the same time uh, you, you get these moments that are broken up when they are when they're trying to get into the Winchester. Yeah, that's true. That's very scary. And they are they managed to break it up very well, like Ed getting a call from <laughs> Noel again. Yeah. He's still like still asking. No, I still like, oh, oh, two seconds. He's like, no man, I ain't got nothing in me. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm out and about. 
I know it's pretty crazy what's going on, right? It's like fuck off. It's <laughs> just like you fuck off. He's like he's talking to Noel again about getting scores of trucks. Yeah, and just saying like, yeah, it's kind of crazy what's going on, right? It's like, oh man, so <laughs> can you believe weird. this shit? And then, surprise, the cell phone service worked at that. I point. know that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. It's like wow, they weren't like on emergency. Okay, that's fine. And but you have you have those moments that everyone when they yeah. all the zombies are looking at them afterwards. Yeah, that's a very scary moment, especially when they pinpoint onto. They pinpoint onto faces yeah. of zombies. And I think that's also something I don't think you get a lot of. You only see zombies really as like horde or mob style. And there's a lot of them. And that's what's scary. But you see the like the faces the of them ones. that they individual shots on them. And I think that actually adds a lot to it. On too. the yeah. commentary of this movie uh, with Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, the scene where they are trying to get into the, the Winchester and uh, David uh, throws a... Uh, can against the window yep. and then breaks the window and then Sean does a distraction he gets up on the thing he's like hey 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 look at me look at me and uh, he said as he did that uh, when his reaction when he's like oh fuck like, like he actually saw they, they all looked at him that, that was genuine he's like oh shit like that's fucking freaking yeah. horrible, yeah, you know? a lot there too man yeah. fuck I know I think that that's that's there are very 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 spooky moments dude david david's death death. is so satisfying yeah it's so satisfying it's awesome like it's really well done i think i think it's i think it's even deeper than that like you know we see all these moments that we just absolutely fucking hate david yeah when he wants to shoot and he pulls the trigger to shoot sean yeah he's gonna kill him you know in the end he's he that's dark he doesn't have like any real like uh like empathy or sympathy for like the situation at hand with his mom, and then on top of that, he does end up actually going to pull the trigger to sh- to kill Sean. Yeah, and then he says, and then he panics, and he's like, "I'm getting out of here. Like we can go, we can run, we can do whatever." And then he has that moment, that glimpse of like, "I'm saying sorry," and he looks at Sean, and he says. Sean, and then it breaks through, yeah. and he doesn't even get his moment of redemption before he is literally split open and, and pulled apart. Do you guys notice too, like when they are coming in to the to the Winchester, um, uh, Ed is guiding Sean on how to shoot, right? And it's okay. basically the mirror image of the scene when he was uh, coaching Ed on how to shoot in the video game. Playing time splitters. Yes. So he's like, oh, top left. And, and Sean shoots top left. That's he's right. Like, oh, reload. And he reloads. Oh, and nice like, shot. Oh, oh, nice shot when he gets the guy <laughs> in the head. It's mirror image of it. Come on, man. <laughs> so good. Every time I watch this movie, there's something different. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I don't understand, nor do I care, is like, why does Diane... Why does Diana feel the need to chase after him? Yeah, she's just, just it's just we just had to get we just had to get her <laughs> yeah. out of the scene at some point. That that was a little bit of a throwaway, but also like, yeah, whatever. It was a little bit of a throwaway death. She did know? need she, to be gone. It needed to be those three it, at this it, point. It's true. And you know, cause I cause I do believe like as much as Diane is like aware of she even expresses oh, how aware of the situation she is that David really likes Liz. Uh, but she does really love David. You I think she so. really does like David, at least character to some extent. Character flaw for her, but Cor- that's character flaw. Yeah, yeah. And going after them, it's good that it wasn't necessarily near as gruesome as David, though. Yeah, well, they I, because it's funny she how, basically gets swallowed by the horde. Yeah, they know? said she she's like gone on record in the DVD commentary she, saying that no, no, she get she gets she makes it out. Finds a place and then and then's rescued by the. Military. If you get the if you That'd get the DVD great. or the Blu-ray of this, it's fun because they they all the plot holes like that 
uh, they explain like how Sean. Nope, this got, happened. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. no, I was I was good. Like you know, it's in a funny way. Yeah, even like with Diane, it's like no, no, I got I got through and I'm I'm all good. Now they I'm, let it go canon like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's really good. Oh, I want to watch that now. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I think we got to hit the prop button here. Ooh, here's a prop. I'm gonna let you guys go first. I want the rifle. Damn it, that is what I wanted. Well, um, now you got to get something different. I know, I know. <laughs> I want the cr- I want the cricket bat. Oh, nice. okay. I actually want I just because I've never seen a sign like the, like this, nor do I understand what it even means or why you'd put it up. The bar, the Winchester has a uh, patrons, please be quiet and orderly when leaving the premises. Yeah. Like that seems like a weird thing to tell people, but yeah. uh, also I think it's really great that it's a sign. So yeah, I want I, it. I want it on our wall. Hell yeah! <laughs> we should put it like as a sign, like when football Outside players the leave the locker room, we have yeah. to just put it. Yeah, 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 you got to hit it right up there. <laughs> Be quiet yeah. when you leave. Good game, this. guys. Yeah. All right. Good game, everybody. Let's do this. Yes, I want. Uh, I think just adding to that cricket bat. I think we need like one of those like um, like barrels that you just like or like little things you have by the door that you keep like. Oh yeah, we put like umbrellas bats and umbe- umbrellas <laughs> yes. and a cricket bat and a rake and like a broom yep, and yep. all that stuff in there because they're all this like these long handled tools. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. And things gonna be right over there. Right there. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Well, let's go to the final scene, scene five. Ed, Sean, and Liz escape to the basement of the pub, but Ed has been bitten. Just when all hope has been lost, Sean and Liz escape and are rescued by the military. Life starts over with a new normal for our main characters. I do find it cool, too. We didn't really talk about uh, Don't Stop Me Now, oh. Queen song. How in, in, like, in sync they are with yeah. the beat and everything. But the whole thing, like even beyond them hitting them, all the sound effects and things are yes. happening on beat to the song. And it's basically a, a telling of how he would make Baby Driver. Like that's basically Baby Driver. like the soundtrack wow. is that movie. You know, like everything that's happening in the yes. songs is commenting on what's happening in the scene. So that's really cool. But also, like, got this song back into popularity, kind of like Wayne's World did. Same thing with uh, uh, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Kill the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, the the song. <laughs> Uh, the 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 moment of them uh, going through, and you referenced it. You referenced it earlier when uh, I think Ed's getting ready to throw a Molotov that he makes, but then he he get they break in yep, around yep. him, and one of those zombies is Pete. And the next time I see you, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, and he, there he is. He's dead again. And I love he's he's still naked. It's like <laughs> he's just a big like naked zombie at this point. Right. He's a big man. He's a big dude. Yes, he is. And and it's In it's many the, ways. that moment of of Pete, leave him alone. <laughs> right through the eye. You know, there's these very very golden dramatic moments yes. that happen throughout this movie that are whether it be you know, uh Philip dying, mom, Barbara's mom, Barbara's is mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Pickles. Oh, it's just it's so heartbreaking, and then this moment when it's it's his best friend again now, who's in the demise of basically, Ugh. and uh, he's just going through it. But it's so it's so well done. This horde mentality again of like the safe space closing in around you. I think it's quintessential zombie movie, and them being reduced to the behind the bar. So well, that, good. that is the threat of like quote unquote Romero zombies is that they are slow, and like you know twenty eight days later they're fast. So that's. Obviously, that. extremely fucking frightening, and yeah. probably even more frightening than than these kinds of zombies. But with these, is that they are so many of them yeah. in a horde, they there are they will overwhelm you very easily. And you that's, can't get out. That's the thing. There's something to be said about like a basically a single shot, you know, lever action rifle against this horde. It's yeah. like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, what's the it's, point? It's Futile. not going to make the <laughs> biggest difference in the world, but at least there's some sense of safety behind it. I don't know. It's very interesting. 
I love how they get down to this cellar and uh, they were like, well, I just, I don't know if I have the the will to shoot my mom, my best friend, and my girlfriend all in the same day, and myself. Uh, I love that, and I love how they're just like, let's just smoke a cigarette. Fuck it. Or like, she got the cigarettes out of the yes. bin. You know, I love that moment. And then obviously the moments of the callback of the fart with Ed is great, and it's <laughs> oh, also very man. heartwarming as well. Like the, the when they put their heads uh, up. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's very very cool and i love their friendship in all of these movies and in, in real life i guess too this there's a moment sorry i was just gonna oh, say good. there's a moment when ed when he gives him the rifle and he, he gives him that thing and they're on their way up it's like bye ed he just says cheers <laughs> there's just equally heartbreaking yeah. about him just sitting there nursing care. his wound and he's just like yep Whatever. So I good. love you. Think you better make Gay. a go of it. Gay. I'll only hold you back. <laughs> Gay. Very 2004. He's, yeah. sure. He's like, because I love her. Okay. All right. Gay. Gay. <laughs> You're just like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> the the thing I know, the thing I notice most on this critical rewatch is like, like what has changed and what hasn't. Like he he so he's he's given up these cigarettes to try to get with Liz. But the only reason that they technically get saved is because she still has those cigarettes and they light up the lighter lighter. to then see it. So like because he's still going to have this cigarette that he said he was going to give up actually saves them. But then he makes the choice to not even smoke it and gives it to Ed. Mm -hmm. Like there's just there's a lot going on here because like did like where did did, this is such a tough time in everyone's life. This what are we assuming? He's like. 25, 26, 27 years yeah. old. Who, uh, Sean? Yeah, He's Sean. 29 is what he okay, says. Okay, so yeah, you, you've got this end of your 20s where you're you're trying to figure out which route you're going to go on. It's such a great commentary on, are you going Ed's route? Are you going Pete's route? Are you trying to save your girlfriend? But like, I think we realize in this that like, you can't just... You can't just change who you are. Yeah. Like, you can't just go, we're, we're changing and who I am. Because... In 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 actuality, like he makes the efforts to at least be a better human and a better boyfriend, which then allows him to still hang on to like what he normally would. His life is better for it, but he's not. He didn't just like give up everything. He didn't give up playing video games with Ed. He didn't give up like going to the bar. They yeah. still their new life is they still go to the bar, but mm-hmm. they're just they're just more conscious of being better together and like growing up and like cl- the place is clean now yeah and I, I don't know i just love how it's not it's not a cut and dry ending like things are still not great like they're still trying to live their lives and figure it out but i don't know like it's I, an idea of like you you are who you are but you can be a better version of yourself yeah yes. always you know always and even like even if ed didn't turn or like didn't die in this movie like ed's his best friend you yeah. know like it, the only thing that's going to change is that we probably got to move out from one another, yeah, man. You know, point. like I got to, I'm, I'm going to go with Liz, but I'm still going to fucking hang out with you. I'm still going to go to the Winchester every Wednesday or yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. it's not every I'll still night. see you, man. Wednesday you know? night trivia. We got to go for that. That's what it'll be, you know, like, but you want to keep growing, you know, and yes. that's growing. And we're like, if you want to come with me, great. If not, I got to, I got to keep going. But I'm a firm believer in like, there's not this, there's not the far left, far right. Like right. We, there is just this, like, why can't we take bits of everything? Why yeah. can't we be fun and spontaneous and play video games on Wednesday night and go to the Winchester for trivia? But also on Friday, like we, I am going, we're going on a date. Me and my girlfriend are yeah. going on a very nice date. We're going to leave town. For I'm going to go hang out with her friends. On yes. This day, you know? Yeah. Why can't, why can't you meet in the middle in life? And I'm, I'm hoping that's sort of what the ending of this movie was is like, it's compromise. Figure it out. Compromise. Yeah. Like, like 
it's maybe it's not perfect, but at least let's move in this direction and, and not get stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's perfect for them. You yeah. know, maybe maybe that is what's perfect for them, especially after such a traumatizing experience that that it is it is perfect that you don't have to be the you don't it's not it's not rock stars and movie stars mm-hmm. and all this stuff that your life can be perfect the way that in the way that you want it to be able to because God knows it could be a hell of a lot worse. You could be still a zombie working and pushing carts or something or working dark. a nine to five. <laughs> it's basically slavery. And, a little dark. And, and other zombies have become sheer random entertainment on TV. And Most extreme elimination challenge. Yeah. Like <laughs> Zombie can, version. I basically, love that right? Wipe out. And it's like, oh, he's almost got it. Oh, it's Dance Monkey Dance. <laughs> yeah. It's a comment. It still is. They're still commentating on entertainment, on life, on everything. I think that's me reading into it real heavy. And and saying like even the even the crap you watch on TV, they're still zombies too. And the callbacks again to the 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 woman who's on the game show that's dating, like yeah. they were on they were on TV earlier yeah. on a game show. I well, it's of like, course, I still love him. Like, I, <laughs> still it's like, my husband. He's still my husband. Like people who are locked into relationships with like like stale people relationships. <laughs> yeah, Jesus the same as Christ, Sean, isn't it intense? Like, I yeah. mean, it's kind of an intense commentary that you can really dive in on. I can't leave on. him. I've been with him for so long. Him. Yeah, see, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> you still go to bed movie, with him? This movie's kind of dark, sort of, because, like, you, the world's all wrapped up, but, like, the world's fucked. What, it, what, it, how yeah. many people just died and are still zombies and, like, yeah, we're just having a good time. I, yeah. I, just, I take two two in my sugar. Yeah, two in my tea now. And now, yeah, now now he takes uh, takes uh, sugar in his yeah. tea. In his Ooh. tea. Ooh, adventurous! Because when he's at his mom's, he's like, I haven't had sugar in my tea since I was like, yeah. like nineteen or something. <laughs> but then, uh, like I say, the the it's a great commentary. I think um, on society, uh, kind of throughout the whole thing, it's very subtle at points, mm-hmm. very obvious at other points. We talked about it at one point, I think it was, it actually might've been Burt's movie where we talked about how like, you know, being yourself is what will lead you to probably a, a better place in the world rather than trying to be what everyone else wants you to be, which is what Pete was doing, which is what Pete was doing, which is why he ended up in the demise of this whole thing. Whereas, that like you said about the cigarettes, like you know, maybe it was the cigarettes that saved him. And if you know, he had if they had fully given that up, mm-hmm. they would have killed themselves possibly right before they found their their uh, uh, escape. Yeah. It's very interesting, man. You got to be yourself to a degree. Just be a better version of yourself. Yeah. Well, what do you think, boys? Let's Anything, do it. Let's let's wrap this up. We have talked about this with a modern eye. It's time to give it a modern day rating. Sean, I'm going to stick with the trend, man. I'm going to go with you first. I. I uh, still love this movie, man. I think it's one of the best comedies of all time. I think that that it was at a Wired article that it said one of the for last per minute was, yeah. was oh, one of the top it ten. Was, it, yeah, shit, it was. It was in um, there. I totally agree with that. I think it's and you could rewatch this movie any fucking time, man. It's so funny, and I think you could rewatch it and find different things. That's I think that's great about it. I love what it started for this uh, filmmaking crew. Um, I, I will, like I said, revisit this anytime. Uh, it's a great zombie movie on top of being a great comedy. Um, there, it, there's really nothing wrong with it. I do, on the other hand, feel a little bit of the pacing towards the end for me. Uh, and I'm just going to dock it a little bit. I'm going to go a 9.5. 9.5 for Shauner. AJ, what do you got on this, man? Uh, I need two pieces of info from you there. Okay. What Michael, do you got, man? I need to know what, what was my nostalgic rating? 
Well, your nostalgic rating was a 9.5. That's figures. And what did I give Airplane? You gave Airplane for a modern day rating in 9.45. Wow. So that means um, I'm going to I'm going to stick with this basically 100%. I um, spoilers. I'm a 9.5 still. Um, I actually think that I and I only say this because I I probably want to revisit this movie more than. I want to revisit Airplane as far as like the comedy level. I think Airplane is a Godfather comedy movie, but I think this is, I think this is a new school version of of how you do something, how you spoof something, how you reference things. Shaun of the Dead has become a borderline comfort movie for me, even Ooh. though that there are these like horror spooky aspects. Mm-hmm. And I I revisit this movie at all parts of the year, and it it throws me into the other uh, the other movies in the the spiritual Cornetto trilogy. So um, they are some of, it's some of my favorite comedy writing, some of my favorite comedy acting. I think Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are the, one of the most amazing comedy duos that we've actually had of our generation. And uh, I, I can't say enough good things about this. I will agree with Sean on the pacing, but unfortunately, like it's I've always kind of felt that way. Yeah. So even nostalgically, I kind of felt that way. So I'm not going to dock <laughs> it at all. I'm sticking with that 9.5, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I, the older I get, the more I find myself looking back on that period of my life, the, my late 20s, early 30s, and the tough transition that that is. And, and I, I feel like this is such a great commentary on not only that transition in life, but the zombification of just the world. And this is even before like cell phones mm. are, are what they are. Like It's even worse to me that, that we all are zombified. We do the same things every day and we fall in those ruts. And I just love it. I, I I love this movie. I love everything about it. I'm going to pop that up uh, into my like fifth or sixth spot with an 8.86 nice. for me. Uh, we got to go. We got to see what Michael Giuliano, this is his first right. test. Let's go, Michael. We got to see baby. what he's got to say about this. He says, somehow, despite considering myself a pretty big Edgar Wright fan, Scott Pilgrim in his, is in my top 10 movies, well and Hot Fuzz was viewed on repeat during college. Love it. It's been a very long time since I last gave Sean another shot. I felt like it's it's the most critically acclaimed of the Cornetto trilogy. So with a full, few more years of movie-going experience behind me, I was expecting my mostly full-formed adult brain to find all the stuff my annoying tween self missed. Instead, I still found myself just kind of bored, which really disappointed me. My grandma brought me up on faulty towers and keeping up appearances, mm. so it's not like I'm a stranger to the English sense of humor. This is just something entirely different. I think that this movie is really good at being clever instead of outright funny Mm. and while i can appreciate a really clever movie and enjoy all the little easter eggs and clues scattered throughout sometimes you just want to actually have a nice big laugh during a comedic film that being said i really do like the acting in the movie uh bill nighy especially and the bromance between sean and ed is probably the most heartwarming and believable peg frost relationship out of any of their collaborations though sergeant angel and constable butterman and hot fuzz are a close second i also have to say thank you to Shaun of the Dead for giving us the single best weapon in Left for Dead 2. The cricket bat will always be my favorite, <laughs> and I am forever in debt to Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost for gifting the world that wonderful zombie-killing powerhouse. My modern-day rating is a 7.25, right. so we yeah. are at a 8.78 wow. for this movie, which if you go into our modern-day ratings, that falls into number 10. Whoa. That is just below... Big Lebowski and Reservoir Dogs just above Dumb and Dumber in the Sandlot is where All that right, movie man. falls. I think that I I'm, love it. I'm good with that. Yeah. Wow. I love it. 
Well, we hope you enjoy this episode, everybody. We love you so much for being here. Tune in next week. Spooky season continues on. We dive deep to see AJ's worst fears come to true <laughs> fruition. We are going to get Blair Witched. Yeah. And then we are moving on to Scream. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Our live two-year anniversary show at Cedar Ridge doing Roadhouse. Roadhouse, was the episode, boy. And it was fantastic. Hell yeah. Hit that up. Roadhouse. Think about Roadhouse. Spooky season is upon us, guys. The veil is thinning, as Sean likes to say. So if you uh, want to tune in more and find out how much I really just uh, hold this time of year in contention, make sure you're <laughs> continuing along. Uh, we really do appreciate you listening this whole time. This is about as spooky as I like to get. Make sure you are giving us a five-star rating uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, anywhere that you're listening. Follow us on social media at Confused Breakfast. Just search Confused Breakfast on any social media outlet. And by all means, check us out on YouTube because we're here hanging out on YouTube. You can see all the quirks and see what's making that squeak right here on YouTube. Go to ConfusedBreakfast.com and check out our merch store. You can buy some shirts. You can buy some pins. You can buy some hats. You can buy some cricket bats. Yeah. You can buy some KC's. Um, go to Cornettos. ConfusedBreakfast.com as well to see all of our ratings. See AJ's ratings. See Mike's ratings. See my rating. And then see all of them combined. Goodbye. I got to piss. Please support our sponsors. Go to patreon.com slash confused breakfast to directly sponsor this podcast and get a lot of cool stuff. Hopefully your money will go towards a new mic stand that won't make me be off to the side like this. <laughs> and we are produced by the Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Craig on the controls, being the man. <laughs> and we are part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at cloud10.fm. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Mm. It's not the end of the world. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.